Welcome back to Dance Tips Daily. And if you're new, welcome to the fam. I'm your host, Danny Albertina, and this is the podcast where I read to you, with the author's permission, of course, short and sweet dance excerpts on topics such as choreography, performance, mental health, physical health, nutrition, education, and more. Bonus episodes release the first of every month featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those who keep our dance community alive. If you're ready to spend a little time getting a little better each day, let's dance in. This is episode number 132 featuring differentdrummerdance.com, how I'm planning for virtual and hybrid dance classes. It is December 10th, 2020, and we have a teacher tip Thursday for you. Today's episode featuring Katrina Kohi has a lot of worksheets as well as visual explanations as to what she's sharing within the blog, so I highly recommend that you check our show notes so you can see for yourself and use some of these tips she's freely shared with you with your classes. If you're not a teacher yet, no worries. I'm sure there's someone who looks up to you for who you are today. So there's great leadership skills packed within this blog. So with that being said, let's dance on in for all dancers alike. Just like you, I have a good dance teacher tip or hack. Having an arsenal of quick, easy, and go-to tools in our dance teacher toolkits are a must, especially right now. As we continue to navigate being in a global pandemic and keep our dancers dancing through this upheaval, over the past several months of 2020, I've shared lots of resources here, which I continue to use in all my classes, and that you can use in your in-person, virtual, and hybrid dance classes. Here's a quick recap. Here's a download for dance concept coloring pages you can use with your young dancers. I've made my dance studio body posey challenge available as a condensed free three-day workshop. If you've been curious about how to bring body positivity into your classes in studio, this is a place to start. Growth mindset and dance is vital to a long and healthy career. These worksheets are a great thing for your tween, teen, and even adult dancers to use. Give your dancers easy to follow warm-ups and cool-downs with the playlist of brain dances. I've also made a brain dance specifically to address anxiety and stress for young dancers. Pair this movement sequence by engaging all of your senses. Play some soft music, get a diffuser or candle going, and maybe have a tasty treat after you finish the video. And here's another warm-up that's great for littles that gets them relaxed, focused, and ready to dance. Moving mantras are a tool you'll find in the dance studio body posey challenge as well. These are short, easy, and gentle movements combined with positive affirmations and totally transformational. I've created and shared these because I know the importance of having a plan and having that plan be something that sets your mind at ease as a teacher who has a lot on her plate and something that will benefit your dance students. And I will love a quick tip. The honest answer for how I'm planning for virtual and hybrid dance classes is that I'm in it for the long haul. I'm just as hopeful as you are that we find a vaccine and kick Rona to the curb. But until we do the long-term, aka not quick fix I'm using to plan my classes is prioritizing dancer wellness. And this means meeting my students where they're at, incorporating things like social, emotional wellness, mindset, and mindfulness into class, adjusting and reassessing my expectations about how much dance slash technique my classes cover. Why am I prioritizing these things? Because of statistics like these. 
One in four girls today falls into a clinical diagnosis, depression, eating disorders, cutting, and other mental emotional disorders. The source is Triple Bind Stephen Hinshaw. 52% of 11 to 15 year olds regularly worry about the way they look, the source being Be Real Campaign 2017. Now, these studies were done before COVID, so you can only imagine that these numbers have increased. We have the power to be a part of the solution to these very concerning problems, and our power lies in what we're teaching and what we're prioritizing in our classes. We can teach plies along with social-emotional check-ins. We can opt out of rehearsing one more time and instead offer dancers mindfulness techniques. We can choose to let go of the expectation that dancers should show up and participate like they always used to, and instead choose to focus on giving students coping skills for inside the dance classroom and outside of it. I know when I plan my classes this way, I can stop worrying and losing sleep over wondering if I'm doing enough or guilt tripping myself over not doing more because I know I've made my dancer's health the priority and I know that's the best I can do and the most I can give. I know that when they leave my class, they may not have improved their pirouettes, but that they have improved their outlook on life. If you too want to prioritize dancer wellness and help your students feel better, but aren't sure where to start, you can check out Studio Zen. It's a monthly membership program. For more information on this, make sure to check out the show notes. When you start to feel overwhelmed planning, just remember how far you've come and all you've done so far to get to this point. You've survived 100% of your challenges and worst days, and you will continue to. And on the days where it feels extra hard, remember you have the support of me, plus all the resources in this post and all your fellow dance teachers around the world. Thank you so much to Miss Katrina Kohi for giving us permission to share her wonderful words with y'all today. Which tips stood out the most for you within this article? For me, it's definitely prioritizing dancers' wellness and meeting them where they are and coming to terms with the the fact and reality that technique is just a little bit trickier to teach virtually and keep younger students especially engaged and involved. And even if we do have older students, the surroundings have so much to play in it, um, internet quality, There's so much that we can't control in a virtual world compared to in the studio. And I think giving ourselves grace as teachers is a very good step in the right direction in helping our students live and learn in this new dance space. Even if you are teaching in person right now, I come from a family systems background and knowing this information, the whole system is affected due to coronavirus. So maybe there's a little bit more turmoil at home than what there usually is because we're all going through big changes right now and that affects your students' focus in the classroom. Maybe you're a dancer yourself and noticing that your focus hasn't been there as it used to be before. I hope this is your opportunity to give yourself some grace as well, knowing that you're not alone. Today's challenge is to bring some imagery into either practicing technique for yourself or to creating the exercise for your students. So for example, if we're working on Batmas, um, this can be more of a Halloween reference. We can pretend we're in a body cast or a mummy, um, and the only area that is not covered up in strong casting material is our hips. And so that being said, the mummy's trying to transition from the tomb 
passing the cobwebs and clearing the cobwebs as they escape to the other side of the haunted mansion, whatever story you want to bring. And so as we do the batmas, the only thing that can move or that is bending or hinging is the hip area. So that means our upper body is nice and strong. Our arms stay exactly where they are. Our toes are pointed the whole time. Our knee never bends, etc., etc. Whatever the story is that you create, either for yourself or for your students, I hope you have fun with it. As always, happy dancing. Thanks for listening today. And tune in tomorrow for more short and sweet tips. Happy dancing.